Good to have you back. Welcome in. Bill Michael Show. Final hour of the program. Uh, the uh, NFC Offensive Player of the Week, none other than Jordan Love, announced today. Packers staring down the barrel. The Bears come to town on Sunday, the uh, mid-afternoon game, late-afternoon game. 325 kickoff at Lambeau Field. Most of the country is going to see that game over on CBS. And there'll be a few other games that are going to be, uh, you know, out there. But the, the Packers and the Bears, obviously, a long-time rivalry. And this one is for the uh, for the Packers, anyway. Win and you're in. And to talk more about that, Rob Reichel from uh, Conley Media, Forbes.com, covering the Green Bay Packers, at Rob Reichel over on Twitter. Rob, how are you doing today, pal? I'm terrific. How are you, buddy? I'm great. Uh, give me your thoughts uh, for this Packers team coming into this contest because uh, up until that Vikings game, we had some questions, and they seemed to answer a lot of those, and I don't think it gave us a stay of execution for Joe Barry, but certainly the defense even played better. Yeah, I wouldn't go throwing any parades when you when it, when it's a one-in-a-row type of a deal, right, for your defense. Let, let him, I mean, Bill, that, that was very reminiscent of that playoff game, if you remember, about ten or twelve years ago, when Minnesota came to Green Bay and and they didn't have they didn't have the starting quarterback and and what was it Webb that played Joe Webb I think that night right I mean Green Bay caught a huge break that uh, you know Minnesota went with the rookie there and instead of Mullins and I I get it Mullins turns the ball over but but man Bill they they caught a break that rookie was not was not ready to go so um, the, to me Bill the same questions are still there on the defensive side of the ball uh, he- heading into this. Um, offensively, they continue to shock me and surprise me in a, in a positive way. Obviously, you know, Billy, that, that this quarterback has taken the amazing jump he has in the second half of the season and his, his young wideouts are growing up right before your eyes. And Aaron Jones has given him such a lift again in the last two weeks in the run game, Bill. And, and, and the offensive line is more than holding its own. And that's why they keep putting up 30 plus points a game. Um, you know, the, the last couple of weeks here as they, as they beat Carolina and Minnesota. So the tricky thing with this team, Bill, and I, I've said it from the start of the year, that, that this is going to be the toughest Packer team in 30 years to predict on a week-to-week basis. And every time, you know, we we think it's about to rain and pour and that the season is over, it gets really sunny for these guys, Billy. And, and you know, and, and every time we think they're rolling and, and, and headed to the postseason and have everything figured out, um, you know, they've, they've, they've stuck in a clunker or two. They, they, they cannot have a clunker, obviously, Sunday night, much like last year in that season finale against Detroit, or the, or the year is over. Um, but, Billy, I, I don't think they'll have that. I, I, I think they're still trending upward, and, and, and I think they'll play a really good football game late Sunday afternoon and, and find a way to sneak into the playoffs. Let me ask you this, because there seemed to be a, a little bit of a discussion about it earlier in the week, about is it good for this young team – and I believe it is, but is it good for this young team to get the, into the postseason? Oh, my God, yes. You can't put a price tag on, you know, what postseason experience means for some of these guys, Bill, and and, and, and most importantly for Jordan Love um, to go and get that experience. I mean, they might go to Dallas in that first game, Bill, and get drilled, um, much like Favre did early in his, his career. Um, they might also go – I mean – they might go there and surprise Dallas too if they, you know, if the two-seven game holds up the way it, the way it shapes up right now, Bill, which which would be 
you know, McCarthy against LaFleur, which will be a lot of, you know, fascinating subplots right there unto itself. But, no, Bill, for, for these young players, I mean, let's be honest, they're playing with house money, right? I think Vegas had them at six and a half, seven wins to start the season. A lot of outlets picked them for fourth and in the division. They certainly were not expected, Bill, to be in a position where they were going to make the postseason. And, and here they are, one week away from doing exactly that. The, the, this is a team that is trending upward, and I think they're a year or two ahead of schedule. And if, if, if they can jump in there, Bill, and get a playoff game, win, lose, or draw, it's uh, it, it's a huge positive, and it's a building block for, for what they have coming. I mean, you, you remember Aaron Rodgers' first year, Bill, in 08. He took over a team – you know, they had gone 13-3 and three and been to the NFC title game the previous season, and they went way backwards, right? They went to 6-10. and 10. It, was the, it was the greatest single-season drop in franchise history. They, lost, they went seven games the wrong way. Well, they bounced back in 09, and even though they lost that Arizona playoff game, Bill, you remember the, the, the 51-45 yeah. overtime game to Arizona. I mean, it, it was a wonderful learning experience for so many of those guys, especially the young guys on that roster, and they turn around then and win the Super Bowl in 10. And, and I'm not telling you this group would do anything like that in terms of winning the Super Bowl, but, Bill, getting that playoff experience for these guys would be absolutely huge, and, and I think they would come back next year, you know, you know even, even better than, than, than the way it's going to finish for them this season. What has impressed you about this team? Because here's the thing. If they don't get to the postseason, I would consider this a disappointment. And I know at the beginning of the year I said seven wins, plus or minus a win, which would put them right at eight wins, and I would understand that. But considering where they were a few weeks ago and going into the DeVito game and then Tampa Bay and then obviously the Bryce Young game, this team should have had some more wins. So if they don't get to the postseason, me personally, I'll consider it a disappointing season. Will you? No. I wrote this last week, Bill, no matter what happens from here, the season's a success. And I, I wholeheartedly believe that. Nothing about 2023 in Green Bay, and, and they will never tell you this from the front office on down through Matt and, and the players and the coaches, 2023, Billy, for them, was not necessarily about X amount of wins and playoff victories. They, they understood they didn't have that kind of roster. And, and, and let's be honest, they, they, they still don't, and, and they won't. This was about finding out if Jordan Love was your quarterback of tomorrow. And, and, and Bill, they got a resounding yes on that. I mean, at, at the start of the year, I mean, right, he starts hot, has really good two, first two games of the year. Weeks three to seven, Bill, he really went in a funk. It was it was mm-hmm. five touchdowns, seven picks. We got to midseason, Billy, and 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 I, I I think the verdict was still out. Well, the way he has played the last seven games with sixteen touchdowns, one interception. Uh, I mean, Billy, it's not just Pro Bowl level stuff; it's MVP level stuff. They have their quarterback of tomorrow. Bill, they've got Aaron Rodgers completely off the books after this season. They're going to free up over sixty million dollars of salary cap room, dead salary cap money that you know that. Bill, we, 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 they, they pushed the money down the road for years and years and years. Well, they paid the bill this year. They finally paid the tax bill. And, and they are going to have money available to them in free agency to go do some things, probably to shore up that defense. They have a boatload of draft picks coming from the trade of Rodgers and Rasul Douglas and, and their own picks. I mean, they can, they can be wheelers and dealers, Bill, come April in those early rounds and go up and get whoever it is they want to get to various positions. Bill, this, this organization is in such better shape right now than it was a couple of years back when they put all their eggs in the Aaron Rodgers basket with all his old buddies who were so far over the hill. 
I, I think this year is a overwhelming success, no matter what happens Sunday afternoon, Billy. What do you? What would you do with some of the uh, some of the guys, some of the veterans that are here? A Preston Smith, a Devondre Campbell, Darnell Savage. Obviously, you're going to get rid of Bakhtiari, and then obviously the shuffling shuffling of the offensive line. How many holes does this team have to fill come this off season? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it'll be real interesting. You're right, Bakhtiari is going to be gone. I would assume they'll use a, a reasonably early pick on a on a left tackle and and let him battle it out with Walker. Uh, next season in camp, I, I don't know if they can move forward and have, you know, Walker as their left tackle of tomorrow. They they they'll they'll figure that out obviously in the off season. They're going to need a running back or two, Bill, because you know I, I certainly one of those guys and, and potentially both will be gone between Aaron Jones and, and AJ Dillon. The the, the the huge overhaul I think, Bill, you're going to see is on the defensive side of the football. Um, you know, obviously I. I shouldn't say obviously, but I, I would say it's 99% Joe Barry is not back. Um, and, and, it all, and and then, Bill, we're going to, you know, it, it's going to be really interesting to see who Matt hires as his defensive coordinator because they've played this 3-4 scheme forever now, and, and that's all Matt has played here. And it's what they've drafted for with Gutekunst. But, but I, I do wonder if, if there could be a philosophical change inside the building where maybe they go back and look at that 4-3 at some point in time. And if that does wind up happening, uh, Billy, they're they're going to have you know they're going to have some square pegs and round holes that you know that, that you're going to see even more of an overhaul on the defensive side than you would have if they stay the three four bill. I still say they're going to replace you know three guys probably in that secondary. I think Devondre Campbell is as good as gone. You mentioned Preston Smith; he's a really tricky one. Um, he's played well enough to come back, but he does have a big cap hit. Bill, he could be you know he could be on the bubble. But it, it, it would not shock me, Bill, if they come back next season and they have four or five new starters on the defensive side of the football. What do you make of the, the Devondre Campbell tweet and then followed up by his wife saying that she the season couldn't get over soon enough, and yet <laughs> he wants to be on the sideline and help coach the young guys in the middle linebacking position? What, what do you make of all of that? I'm an old-school kind of a you know a lot of people say a-hole right billy and you know and and there is no way to me he would have traveled with that football team i i I would have i would have said you want the season to be over that fast it's over goodbye um i just i had no patience or tolerance for that kind of stuff personally i i I, you know i i i think malaflor does a nice job i do think one of the areas he's you know he he's not particularly good in as I think he's a pal with some of these guys and and and, and he's not a stern uh home Ditka kind of leader in terms of you know just saying if you know he, he's certainly a player's coach I guess is what is what I would say a player's coach first Billy and you know I, I'm not sure I would want that in my locker room I know personally I wouldn't Matt puts up with more than than I would have. I think he puts up with, with more than Mike McCarthy would have put up with, or Mike Sherman would put up with, or, or Mike Holmgren would have put up with, for example. Um, you know, it'll be really interesting this week to see how the Jair Alexander stuff plays itself out, Billy. They, they have practice here in about 20 minutes, and, and we'll see exactly what's going on with Jair. But, I mean, does he, does he necessarily absolutely walk right back into that starting lineup? I don't think that's a resounding yes, because they're 4-2, and two, Bill, when they play Valentine and Valentine together, and they and they really haven't missed the beat because those are team guys first, and Jair we know is is really not a team guy first. And 
you know, so Bill, when, you know, when, when, when you get, you know, those quote unquote bad apples sometimes in the locker room, I'm a big fan of throwing the apple out the window and, um, you know, moving on to the next piece of fruit in the basket. And to me, the, to, to me, I would have already moved on from, from Devondre Campbell. And I, I was, I was surprised Billy that, that, you know, he, like you said, he was on the sideline whooping it up the other night. What do you make of what's gone on with Jair? I mean, is, do you think there's more behind the scenes and the, the, you know, that the last straw was him running out on the field for the coin flip, or do you think it was just that? No, I, I, th- I think it was more than that, Bill, and Matt even addressed that and said it was, it, it was more than that, um, you know, that it's never just one thing that leads to a suspension and stuff like that, that, um, you know, th- there's, there's been a lot of mystery and, and real craziness to that shoulder injury here that, you know, that lingered for six weeks. And, um, I mean, we all know, Bill, if, if, if it was diagnosed as an injury, that was going to be a month and a half immediately. They would have put him on, you know, the four-week IR and, and freed up that roster spot to, to, to use on, on another player. But it lingered and lingered and lingered to the point then where, you know, the the Packers themselves had to say whatever. It was a miscalculation on the injury. So I think that's frustrated a lot of people in the building, Bill. I think his play is nowhere near the level of a number, you know, the, of the highest paid cornerback in football. He hasn't played close to that level. Um, you know, not only has his coverage not been good, his tackling has been atrocious. And that's why I say, you know, 35 and 37, uh, you know, Valentine and Valentine have played just fine. In these games without Jair Alexander, you absolutely just ne- automatically throw him back on the field. I, I don't think it's a resounding yes necessarily. Uh, you know, come Sunday, they now my guess Bill is they will, and he'll be out there in his in, in his normal spot. They'll play seventy snaps because that's just the way Matt Lafleur handles things. Um, and then they'll and then they'll address whether they want to stick with Jair in the off season or not. But Bill, you know, when we talk about you know they're going to have to remake that secondary right because yeah. you can't count on Eric Stokes. Both of those safeties, I think, are, you know, underwhelming players. They'll, they'll draft a safety. They might sign a safety. Um, the real question in the offseason, Bill, becomes, you know, do you stay married to Jair Alexander, or has he become too much of a problem child that you move on from him? And, and again, that, that, that's just something Gutekunst and this group is going to have to figure out, you know, in February and March. When Aaron Jones is healthy, he's in, he's great. I mean, he still has that quick step. He still hits the line so much quicker than many other running backs do. He's still a weapon. Do you try to – because you got to figure he wants to stay. He's taken the discount. He wants to remain a Green Bay Packer. He wants to be a Packer for life. He stated that. Do you bring him back? Probably the toughest decision they have this offseason, Bill, because you're, you're exactly right. I mean, some of his numbers, Bill – I mean, they're Hall of Fame. I mean, they're they're in the same conversation with with the Jim Browns, with the Adrian Petersons, with you know the Walter Paytons, with the all time greats in terms of you know his yards per carry and how fast he's hit some of these targets and and things like that here in his in his first seven seasons. I mean, Aaron Jones really is a historic player in in that back in that backfield. But Bill, it, it's so tricky, right? He he had a terrific week one in Chicago, and he's been unbelievable the last two weeks, averaging about six yards to carry in this in this two-game winning streak right now. And everything in between, Bill, has been kind of muddied just due to the injuries and, and him trying to work himself back. Um, it would be year eight for him next year, Bill, which means he's probably 30, right? And um, we know where running backs go at 30. They don't get better. They get worse. Right. He, he's a hard guy to count on for maybe more than, what, 10 games. 
I think you you really have to hit a happy medium, Bill, in terms of you know financially what you would and could pay him. I'm with you. I think he'd love to stay in Green Bay and be a you know and 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 be a lifetime Packer. You know, a lot of these guys understand what that means long term for endorsements and things like that inside the state. He would certainly be one of those guys I think that could make a fortune doing that, uh, Billy. But but there's no question that if, if you know. If, if you're good at Coons, you're going to have to draft at least one more. Because then if, right. if you sign him, Bill, you assume A.J. Dillon is gone. And A.J. Dillon might be gone either way. Um, but you better you better get a running back then in the top three rounds that you can absolutely count on, knowing that you probably won't have Aaron Jones for six or seven games. To answer your question, Bill, and I, I know it took me a long time to get to this answer, I would try to sign him because he is a difference maker. He's unbelievably good inside that locker room. He's, he's an all-time – you know, good guy, Packer. He's a terrific leader. Um, the thing is, Bill, you know, you probably are only going to have him two-thirds of the season based on, you know, his long-term history of injury. Real quick, before I let you go, who you got on Sunday and why? Just so much at stake, Bill, and, and, and I think it's a much better and different Packer team than last year, the one that closed and, 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 and blew the game to the Lions late. I like Green Bay in a tight one. I'm going to say like 23-20, Billy. Um, and, and the number one reason why is, is Jordan Love is trending upward and he gets better and better and better every week. And we turn the clock back to last year and Aaron Rodgers was going in the opposite direction with a, with an old group of, of players around him. This is a young ascending team. Last year they had an old team going the wrong way. So I like them to win the game, Bill. And, and, and a week from now we could be talking about this group going down to play Mike McCarthy, which would be absolutely fascinating. That'd be awesome. Uh, Rob, I'll see you up at Lambeau on Sunday. Thanks for joining us. Happy New Year, and we'll talk again real soon, okay? All right, pal. Thanks a lot. We'll see you in a few days. Thanks, pal. Talk to you. There you go. Our guy, Rob Reichel, and uh, talking to us uh, from Lambeau. And he's right. There's going to be a lot of decisions to be made, but a lot of things are trending in the right direction for this Green Bay Packers team. And like he said, though, there's been an ebb and flow to the season. You're hoping that the downside does not rear its ugly head coming up on Sunday when the uh, Chicago Bears come calling and the Green Bay Packers trying to put themselves into the postseason. 877-867-1670. You want to hit us up? Go ahead and do so. Got to say uh, a big shout-out to our friends at Calderon Club in San Giorgio. And uh, going to be down to San Giorgio, as a matter of fact, next Tuesday night. Got an appointment to uh, head down there, and uh, I shouldn't say it. I got to. I want to. I love to because it's such such good beats and such good food. But uh, Calderon Club – Fantastic sponsor, has been for many, many years. And Gino and the gang, always a big supplier of some food when we uh, head out to the Super Bowl, and they're going to do the same again this year. And a big part of our the reason we uh, head out to Vegas for Super Bowl 58, and whoever may be in it, but to Super Bowl 58 and looking forward to it. But if you are looking for the best Italian food in the state of Wisconsin, hands down by far, it is Calderon Club. I've even had people that have come up from Chicago. I had a buddy of mine that came in from California. And took them there, and they absolutely – as a matter of fact, when Jesse and them came from uh, Georgia during the motorcycle ride, Tim Duffy came in from uh, from New York, and he said this is by far one of the best Italian restaurants he's ever been to. And other people from outside of the area have kind of affirmed that. So if you're looking for great Italian food, that's the place to go. Calderon Club, Old World 3rd Street, 838, right across the street from uh, from the Hyatt Hotel. And right next door is San Giorgio, the authentic Napoletano Pizzeria, both places you cannot go wrong. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. 
reminder, coming up tonight, 6 to 8, Bill Michaels Huddle back at it. We're going to hear from uh, Matt LaFleur. We're going to hear from Jordan Love. We're going to hear from Mike Clemens. Look around the rest of the NFL, make our final picks for the regular season. All that kind of good stuff with a lot of uh, playoff implications coming up this weekend. And it's brought to you in part by our friends at Steel Tank Brewing. Steel Tank Brewing on Roebrook Lane in Oconomowoc. Small-time brewing company. Love them. Uh, Dave Barron and the staff out there, they've not gotten so big that they lost touch, man. They brew a lot of great stuff, uh, almost on the monthly. And they're open today, uh, all the way through Sunday. They're open for lunch. Their food is fantastic. But you got Rally Point, which has opened up now. And the new music venue has been uh, dubbed a huge success by many. And uh, right behind Steel Tank Brewing. So you go out to Steel Tank, get yourself some dinner, a couple of craft uh, beverages, and then head uh, out back to Rally Point and uh, the big uh, concert hall that they have in the back now. That ho- I think it holds between four and 500 people. I mean, it holds a lot of people. And they do everything from comedy shows in there, but mainly it's uh, rocking the joint. And they did a fantastic job on it. That Steel Tank Brewing Company on Roebrook Lane in Oconomowoc. Uh, follow them on Facebook. Follow them, Steel Tank Brewing. All that kind of good stuff. And then follow Rally Point for all the upcoming uh, musical acts as well. But uh, great stuff, great people, and thanks to them for being a part of the program. Um, the I, I guess the, the Pro Bowl rosters uh, are being released and the lead vote getters. And, I, look, I it came across a little while ago, and I was looking at it, and there's not any Packers on it. I mean, Keyshawn Nixon's uh, listed as a returner, uh, possibly. But I, I don't know who you would say you would put on the Pro Bowl roster over some of the others that are voted. You know, like Brock Purdy is one of the leading vote-getters. Okay. But when you start to look at this and you go down that list and you start to look at all the different names that are on it, who are you going to take off in favor of, um, you know, some of the some of the others that are there? You know, you got Brock Purdy, Christian McCaffrey, George Kittle, Tua, Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey's a fan favorite, so he's going to be in there. The 49ers, the Miami Dolphins. You got, uh, I mean, look at it this way. You got, you know, you look at the AFC. uh, You got Tua, who's the leading vote getter in the AFC. Brock Purdy's in the NFC. Lamar Jackson's not getting the votes. Lamar Jackson's having probably the best season of all, and he's not even on there. Um, You got the running back, Raheem Mostert, Christian McCaffrey. Uh, so you're looking at San Fran and Miami. Alec Ingold is the fullback uh, over in the AFC side. I mean, you start to go through this list, and, you know, Tariq Hill has had a hell of a year. Brandon Ayuk has had a hell of a year. You can't argue with a lot of this stuff. So, and, and I, like I said, I understand it. I, I kind of get where they're coming from. Nick Bosa as the defensive end. Are you going to replace Bosa? I mean, Rashawn Gary's a guy you could probably look at and say he's had a hell of a year. Um but the Packers have been riddled with injuries. Nobody's played steadily throughout the season. And it's a young team that did not look good in the mid-portion of the season. The defense got dump-trucked in a lot of different areas. They got beat by a guy named DeVito, for God's sakes. So, I, you know, I know some people are saying, oh, my God, I can't believe this. Where's the full list? But it, who cares? I think I that's mean, yeah, in the uh, nice for us, but go ahead. That's in the Pro Bowl bylaws. I just wanted to jump in. A lot of people don't know this, but if you let Tommy DeVito – uh, win NFC Player of the Week, it yeah. disqualifies you from the Pro Bowl. Some right? might not know that, yeah. but yeah. In back-to-back-to-back weeks, you had three mediocre quarterbacks or sub-mediocre quarterbacks beat you, or at least 
play extremely well against you. So your defense, the defensive side is pretty much eliminated. Your offensive side, who are you going to give it to? You had a lot of time missed by Aaron Jones. Christian Watson's missed a lot of times. Um, Jaden Reed certainly came on, but you usually don't get a lot of voting as a, as a rookie. So, you know, who are you going to go with? Unless, you know, Jordan Love gets the nod via, you know, guys that don't want to participate in the Pro Bowl festivities or something. But what are you going to do? I mean, and, and let's be honest. I mean, the mid-portion of the season, Jordan Love was even listed. Go back to what Dan Orlovsky said. He's the mo- he was the most disappointing player in the league to him at the midway point of the season. And then he turned it around, I mean, obviously. But, you know, he's had a hell of a year, but he's not a Pro Bowler. So even though over the last six, seven games, he's put up Pro Bowl kind of numbers, uh, well, you know, I, I'm not bent out of place or out of shape by all of this. I know some people are, and I'm watching the, the thread over on the live stream, but it's like, come on. You know, you got to look at things in a reality light, you know? Well, and I, I think the lack of Pro Bowlers on this team speaks perfectly to what this team has been this year on defense, yeah. right? Guys like Rashawn Gary, Jair, guys that you've paid a lot. You expected them to be awesome. They haven't been awesome. And I think that's right. a big reason why the defense is disappointed. And on offense, it's somebody different every week, which has been fun. But that right. type of offense doesn't necessarily lend itself to having a bunch of Pro Bowlers. Exactly. Exactly. I uh, And going back to your point, you've had uh, guys like Devondre Campbell started out the season banged up. Preston Smith was being used in two different ways at first. Um, Jair's been banged up. You traded away Rasul Douglas. You have brought in guys that are rookies that nobody even heard of for a while. I just I, – I'm not – I know the Pro Bowl balloting is always a thing. Uh, and then every year we always talk about, you know, what Packers should be there. But it's like, it's not what Packers should be there. It's like, who do they, who would they knock out to be there? And are they knocking out somebody that is dramatically better than at their position at this point in the season with more wins under their belt than what they are? And so until the Packers are back to, you know, 10, 11, 12 win seasons and dominating in many different facets, you're not going to see a lot of their names on the Pro Bowl ballot. Uh, as far as some of the top vote givers. And let's be honest, I mean, even though the Packers have kind of put on the ad campaign of, hey, vote vote Packers, you know, type of thing. Um, it, no, it's I, I don't mind it, you know. And, and, and plus, it's incentive. It's incentive for a lot of these young guys. Get to where you need to be before you start complaining that you're not, or, you know, at least fan-wise, that you're not on the, the Pro Bowl ballot. So it is what it is. Uh, by the way, the Packers did make a move today. Uh, the cornerback, Anthony Johnson, they signed to the practice squad. Uh yeah, for the uh, second time this season. So he's not an unfamiliar name, but he's coming back. So uh, they announced that move a little bit earlier today. Um, let's do this. We'll step out. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We uh, got two more segments yet to go. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up, and it's coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. from Burn Pit Barbecue want me to say thank you. Man, what an incredible uh, holiday season they had. And they're back out, man. They're uh, they're doing the festivals and the events and indoors at the convention centers. And look for their booth at many, many different events upcoming. But uh, they had a really good holiday season. And many of you took the, uh, took the advice. And for the barbecue lover in your life, you picked up from burnpitbbq.com the uh, gift box and that was a huge success man big time stuff so good stuff 
from our friends at Burn Pit Barbecue. BurnPitBBQ.com. Welcome back to the program. Good to have you. And uh, thanks for taking a listen to the Bill Michael Show. Don't forget, coming up today, uh, tonight, 6 to 8, we are going to be uh, back at it again. The Bill Michael Subtle uh, tonight, myself, Grant, Mike Clemens going to be joining us. We're going to hear from Matt LaFleur, hear from Jordan Love, hear from guys inside the locker room tonight. And uh, we got a lot more upcoming. So it should be uh, good stuff. Not to mention, we take a look around the rest of the NFL, make our picks, and uh, and get updated on that. And how our season has gone and uh, the final couple of weeks of the season coming up when you talk about uh, the final week and then the postseason. So uh, good stuff there. Um, this one is from uh, Arthur. Arthur says, uh, hey, unit, in regards to no pro bowlers for the Green Bay Packers, I think it's good. I don't think there's anybody deserving on this team. And it keeps everybody hungry for next season. When you start to see others around you performing better and getting the recognition for it, it makes you strive to be better. Well, that's kind of what I was saying, but I agree. I, look, the reason guy, guys want to be recognized, when you get voted as an all-pro, you're being recognized by your peers, okay? By your peers, by the fans, as doing some. Everybody wants to be recognized. It's human nature to be recognized. But some guys have incentive tied to it. So if you get nominated or if you get a, a Pro Bowl nod versus a, a, an All-Pro nod and this and that, there's money tied to that. So some guys, you know, that's what they strive for, is to be recognized as the best of their position. Where it can bite you is if that's your, that's your deal and you're midway through the season and there's no way you're going to achieve it, well, then guys don't necessarily use that as the incentive. Now you're just out there playing for your next contract or your job. but. I look, I you got to be available a majority of the season and play an incredibly high level to be an all pro or a pro bowler. Right? You just you just have to. And this team has had a lot of guys in a lot of key positions that have been down this year. Injuries have and really in in the grand scheme of things, you think about it in in kind of a a little bit of an amazing sense. Now, there's times this, this team has played bad, and I agree with that. But for what we looked at at the beginning of the season as the starters to where we are today, oof. You know, you were counting on David Bakhtiari and Elton Jenkins. Remember David Bakhtiari calling Elton Jenkins and saying, hey, are you ready to be the best left offensive side of the line in all of football? Remember that? Remember that conversation? And then he lasted one game, and that was all she wrote, right? So, you know, and then you had – it was supposed to be Stokes and Rasul and Jair and – Devondre Campbell and Quay Walker and the return of Rashawn Gary and just a little bit of a rotation up front, you know, with Preston Smith on the opposite side, kind of mixing in Lucas Van Ness. And, and all of that was supposed to be perfect. You weren't even supposed to really see, for the most part, some of the guys that they had picked up in Valentine and Valentine and, hell, even Keyshawn Nixon to a certain extent you weren't supposed to see, maybe short of kickoffs, you know. And instead you've got a shuffling on the offensive line and the creation of competition – you had to mix and match running backs because Aaron Jones in the very first game had the hamstring issue, then came back, and then ended up with the ankle issue. And, you know, and you had a myriad of wide receivers. Christian Watson never really found his, his niche, and when he finally did, he got hurt again. You know, down again, down again he goes. And, you know, then on came Jaden Reed. Samari Torrey, who you thought were you're kind of counting on, I mean, he was a healthy scratch for a lot of weeks. And he didn't materialize. And so when you look at all of this, you're thinking to yourself, 
Man, it's you can't use the excuse of injuries in the NFL because everybody gets banged up, but there was a lot of shuffling that went on this season. I mean, a lot of guys got experience. That's why, you know, when you talk about starters and starting rotation and this and that, you just you you look at it and go, okay, you're pretty good, but what's the depth? You always want to look at the depth of your team. How much depth do you have? How much quality depth do you have? Because you're going to utilize all of it plus some. Every year you do. And especially if you start to have a rash of injuries at one specific position. So, you know, I, I still look at this season um, as a success in a lot of different areas. Because, one, you found out what you had in your quarterback. You believe now that you're at least solidified it, whether it's going to be great, average, above average, whatever, but you believe you're okay. Your left tackle position still somewhat up for grabs. Your right tackle you believe you found, but you still want to you still want to bolster your own. You still – I'm a big – and I've said this a million times. I'm a big believer in the trenches, big believer in that. You want to pick up one or two. But I think this is the year that – and, and – you know, we had uh, a Rob Reichel on just a little while ago that talked about this. You're going to have a lot of money to spend. Doesn't mean you go out and break the bank on a lot of guys. But I think you have some fortification that can come via free agency. And I think you continue to try to pick up young, quality weapons for your offense and in your secondary. And you may go out and find yourself another veteran for the secondary. But if you can get a, a big offensive line together that gives you the ability to run the football and takes the pressure off of your quarterback and allows the young guys to continue to grow, I, I can't help but think that this offense can be really good going into next season. But I would continue, continue to go after weapons on the offensive side of the football. I mean, for context, they're really, really good this year. Or at least they have yeah. been for – for the last eight games or so, they they mm-hmm. had some growing pains they went through in October, but they've been really good this year, shuffling guys yeah. in and out and kind of learning on the fly. So I I think you're 100 percent right about what they could look like next year. I'm uh, I'm excited. I still I still think, depending on what you believe. Now I you know there's you know the Christian Watson thing. Is he going to be able to get healthy and come back and put muscle on and and be able to take the the beating of a season, uh, you know, is Bo Melton going to be the guy that's a real deal or is he just a really good backup that, you know, showed some flashes in, in a game unscouted, you know? Uh, I don't know. But I still think I'd pick – I would even consider picking up a veteran wide receiver. Just another – just a guy that's been there, done that. And I'm not saying you got to go break the bank for, you know, a guy on the market that's going to cost you millions and a huge contract. But if, if there's somebody sustainable out there, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind that. Wouldn't mind that at all. Um, but I, I still think that you can maybe build in the trenches a little bit. I'll, I'll tell you this. If there's, a, if there's a pass rusher out there or a big body in the middle, I'd go after it. I, I'd go after that. Um, maybe you can draft some additional help at uh, the corner position, and I think you're going to need it, maybe the safety. But I, if you can get yourself – and I hate to do this because – they have spent so much draft capital and money on the defensive side of the football that just hasn't panned out. And I, and I still sit here and I go today, I wonder what it's going to be like with a new defensive coordinator. Is it just a matter of the talent is not being utilized enough? Or is it indeed the talent and all the first-round draft choices that have, been, that have been chosen and thrown into that mix have just not panned out? I, I don't know. 
but I, I so don't know what you have defensively speaking. And I hate to see them keep putting draft choice and draft stock and draft capital into a defense. It's just not paying off. It's just not paying off. So I, I'm, I'm kind of of the ilk of, look, if you can't stop them, then outscore them. Get an adequate defense, but get a killer offense and just build up around the guy that you traded up to get, and that's your quarterback, and, and, and go in that direction. Would you agree? I would agree, and I think the, the biggest question mark this offseason, honestly, is Christian Watson. Because if the Packers really trust him and they really believe that, well, he's, he'll get the injuries figured out, we love what he's made of, we love what he's about, if they believe in him, he can be the number one wide receiver and everything else revolves around him. But if there's any question about you know, his ability to stay healthy, then they might need to find a legit number one. Right. Because Jaden Reed is awesome. I think he's more of a complimentary piece. And I think the same probably of Wicks and probably of Dobbs. So who is like the Eagles have a lot of good secondary guys and then they acquired A.J. Brown. Right. Right. Same with the Dolphins. They acquired Tyreek Hill. The Packers could draft a guy like that or they could do what other kind of up and coming teams have done and go out and target a veteran and bring him in and add him into the core that they've already built. I think if you can get one veteran to be a one or a two, I think it puts Jaden Reed back in the slot. I think I, I like Romeo Dobbs, Malik Heath, and Tavian Wicks. I like those guys. But then what you tend to forget about is the tight end position, which is, for me, it's fortified for the next five to seven years. Uh, I think they really, between Tucker Craft and Luke Musgrave, I really like what they've got going on there. You just need another backup. You just need another guy. But I love what they got going on at the tight end position. Now it's just a matter of being able to fortify your offensive line and maybe getting yourself another running back. But – I'm I'm all in on the offense. I'm you've put a ton of draft capital into your defense and it's about time it starts paying off. And it's it's about time there's a new voice over there. But man, I'll tell you this, I I boy, I would go all in on the offense and just make it crazy, crazy good. Go back to what you had. You know, if you can find you know, I remember the first year of, of Jordy Nelson. People were kind of lukewarm on him when they drafted him. And I remember talking to his head coach uh, from K-State, and he said, look, the guy just doesn't drop footballs. And his first year, I don't think he dropped one. Maybe he had one one drop. That was it. And you saw something. His second year, he had a few more drops, but you really saw him begin to emerge, and you saw what kind of speed he had. And, excuse me, then he developed the relationship with Aaron Rodgers, and it just kind of went off from there. And then, obviously, there were other guys around him. You'd love to see that type of receiving core be cultivated again in Green Bay. And then you, then maybe you can really see what kind of a glass ceiling there might be for Jordan Love because I think Jordan Love has uh, kind of uh, blown the lid off what the expectations might have been. So good for him. Let's do this. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll wrap things up. More of the Bill Michael Show uh, coming up. This portion of the program being brought to you by our friends at Northern Lights Event Venue coming up in the 2024 year. Not only are they going to open the doors back up and have music and such on Wednesday nights, but if you are looking for a great place for a dinner, a wedding, a gathering, like a reception dinner, rehearsal dinner, something like that, maybe a photo shoot, a business event, uh, they can do all of it and so much more. Like they can cater in food. They can open the bar. They can just open the venue. They can open up the photo studio. Whatever you need right there. It's all under one roof. That is northernlightseventvenue.com. Northernlightseventvenue.com. Again, northernlightseventvenue.com. Go and see what I'm talking about right on the Milwaukee Riverfront. Beautiful, beautiful setting. Northern Lights Event Venue. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show. On the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
Welcome back. Happy New Year from our friends at Buzzard Billy's and the Starlight Lounge. They ring in the new year in fine fashion. I'm looking forward to getting out there uh, next week. As a matter of fact, I'll be in lacrosse. I'm going to be out there next Wednesday night for the Bill Michaels Huddle. And uh, at the very least, I'll swing in Buzzard Billy's on uh, probably Tuesday night when I get there late. Uh, maybe have a, have a beverage. Uh, maybe over to the Starlight Lounge. Who knows? But uh, right there on Pearl Street in downtown Lacrosse, go in and say hi to Heather, Heather and David, uh, the two managers, Buzzer Billy's and Starlight Lounge. Great place, a lot of fun, good people, and uh, always look. That's like one of the first places I go. I go to Buzzer Billy's. I hit the Starlight Lounge. Uh, I move around. Big Board Barbecue is always a place I hit either into or on the way out of town because I always grab some sauces and stuff. Uh, get over there. Uh, you know, I always visit like the Harley Davidson dealer out there or uh, the Briar Patch Cigar. Uh, lounge, uh, both of those places I like. Uh, and then I get a chance, I just walk around, go downtown, walk around a little bit. But going to be at Flipside next Wednesday night in Lacrosse. Looking forward to it. Uh, so come on out to Bill Michael Settle 6 to 8 next Wednesday night. Next Wednesday night, we're going to be in Lacrosse, Wisconsin. So looking forward to it. A, a uh, command performance, an encore performance, if you will, for the Bill Michael Settle. And our last one on the road this year. So we do two in Lacrosse. Loving it. Like that, uh, good time. 877-867-1670. Before we get out of here, a couple of minutes to go. Um, by the way, some news today. Uh, Zach Wilson, uh, they believe that his tenure with the Jets has come to an end. Uh, he is uh, ruled out of the game this weekend. The Chiefs have said that Patrick Mahomes will not play in the contest coming up this weekend because they've already locked up their position for the postseason. Uh, so Blaine Gabbert is going to be starting. Is going to be starting. Also, uh, quarterback uh, Trevor Lawrence and uh, their wide receiver Kirk are both uh, going to be practicing today for the Jaguars. So uh, the Browns also made the announcement that Joe Flacco is going to sit this week. They've locked up the fifth seed, so they can't be bounced around. So they're going to uh, sit Joe Flacco this weekend. Uh, and the other breaking news um, that uh, the Panthers, their owner, their owner, David Tepper, who was caught on video throwing a drink on a fan who was screaming at him. He was caught on video throwing a drink in the direction of Jaguars fans from the open-air suite at Jacksonville's even be or Everbank Stadium. Uh, he has been fined $300,000, which I'm sure he went right to check. Who cares? But he got caught throwing a drink on some fans. And uh, said that, uh, you know, uh, I should have let the, the NFL stadium security handle any issues. I respect the NFL code of conduct and I accept the league's discipline for my behavior. Uh, he is, by the way, the second richest owner in the league. He's got $20.6 billion in the bank. So, yeah, that $300,000 is like, uh, like, you know, 27 cents to you and I. Imagine you know. owning yachts. Like you could go sail in the Mediterranean whenever you want, right. and you are getting into it with some random right. slap at an NFL game. It's right? just really funny. It is. Yeah, the guy probably deserved. Let's be honest. It's a bad look for a rich guy to throw a drink on a fan, but the fan sure. probably deserved it. Let's. Be oh, real. absolutely, absolutely. I'm sure he was screaming things that you don't necessarily want to hear, and uh, you know, you know so um, I, I get it. Uh, there's been times where, hey, people have said stuff. We've all wanted to throw a punch or a drink, or, but you just don't do it. Decorum says don't do it. You know, there's a there's a level of self restraint. So I've wanted uh, to throw drinks on people. Uh, for example, at Oktoberfest, 
a couple years ago. Uh, I, yep. I got really frustrated about something, but then I remembered I am an NFL owner and I can't be conducting myself in that way. There you go. That's Even outside yeah, of the you, stadium. You got that certificate hanging on the wall. So, yeah, you can't do that. Once you, uh, once you spend your 250 bucks, you're, you're an NFL owner. So you can't do that. You can be fined by the league. <laughs> that, uh, so. by the way, that two hundred fifty bucks probably was more of my net worth than the three hundred grand was to David Tepper's. <laughs> I'll say real. this: uh, I don't think at any yacht club out there in the uh, Lacrosse area do you have a yacht. Am I wrong in that assumption? Uh, houseboats, more or less. Okay. Maybe at the Petty Bone I'm Boat thinking, Club. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking kind of, you know, like kind of a row around something you can fish off of, you know, something like that. But you know, I don't think you're out there in a blue blazer and a captain's hat. <laughs> so. I, give me a pontoon. I'm, I'm an everyday American. There you go. I don't want right. a yacht. There you go. Take the pontoon every day. As a matter of fact, I've considered maybe moving my boat and trading in for a bigger pontoon. I thought about that, but I just can't. I just can't. Not yet. All right, that'll do it. Coming up in about four hours, we're going to be back 6 to 8 tonight. It's the Bill Michaels Huddle. We hope to see you back here this evening. Packers will be on the practice field. you got Matt LaFleur speaking. you got got... Uh, Jordan Love speaking. You've got uh, other guys inside the locker room. Mike Clemens will be here. we got all kinds of good stuff. Until we speak again, time for us to go. Have a go. Hoop.